murder, mystery, and high fashion, because we're in sick this week, as we're talking Last Night in Soho and House of Gucci. Chris, what a lovely name. I don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? This is our third episode in some of the favorite films that we have uh, been coming across from 2021. As Scott said, we're going to be doing The House of Gucci and Last Night in Soho. So, Scott, how was your last night in Soho? Well, okay, like first, uh, let's wish you a happy belated birthday, Chris, because your birthday was last week. Oh, thank you. Um, just... How does how does it feel to be uh, twenty five to forty five, uh, <laughs> whatever the casting director needs? Uh, it, it's great. I, I am approaching the line where I need to go back and edit my uh, my profile so that I can knock a couple years off again. What do you mean I can't play twenty nine? Look at this face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been nice. Uh, another another year older. And uh, all right, fuck years. enough about you. All right, uh, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so last night in Soho. Um, now when we did our looking forward to twenty twenty one episode, which people can find in our back catalog, uh, this was one of my honorable mentions. Because okay. I think the tra- the trailer dropped like the day we're recording too, and I am I love me some Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. So, what other what other films by him do you uh, are on your kind of not best of list, but like what are your favorite uh, films by him? To be honest, he hasn't done a film that I haven't enjoyed. Right, the only thing of his I haven't watched is his uh, that TV series he did with um, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, Spaced. Oh, okay. Which kind of which kind of led to Shaun of the Dead. So that's the only thing of theirs I haven't watched, or his I haven't watched. Uh, all the movies. Did he I've also watched. do End of the World or This Is the End? Yeah, or yeah. that movie World's was Ed. fucked. Like, it, I mean, I guess because Shaun of the Dead is so good, and so is Hot Fuzz, and it just felt like I was like, "What is going on here? This, this movie is really weird." Where the other two were like very clear parodies. They're brilliant. Yeah. They're brilliant films, and we should actually at some point do both of those show films or one of those films because they're amazing like they yeah, are like such fantastic hot, films hot fuds has one of my favorite like um shot scenes in which it's the introduction to the timothy dalton character where you see that like him with that shitty eat grinch smirk and then it pans out and that's just a picture of him and then right beside him <laughs> is him with the same <laughs> shitty grin smirk <laughs> That's just like that type of stuff that they do, like when people are turning into zombies. They're not turning into zombies yet, but people look like zombies because that's how people go to work on the like the, yeah. the bus and stuff like that, and like just kind of like am- ambling around or whatever. It's so so yeah. good. No, and even World's End, like I thought, like it had it. Like I enjoyed it, and I I just thought the end with the whole aliens thing was just a big like kind of like fuck you to. Um, 
Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, like how are you going to end it with aliens kind of thing, right? Just like this. Boom, aliens. Yeah. And so they're like, let's do ours, right? The world's going to end and it's aliens. Let's do a pub crawl. Sure. But so this movie does have um, some things that I'm going to say give it some points. Okay, let's go. Number one, uh, the star of the movie, Thomason McKenzie, mm-hmm. dropped out of a film called Top Gun Maverick to make this movie. So that right there gives her points and the movie points. Okay. Do you think, <laughs> hold on, and you can answer this now or later. Do you think she is going to regret that decision? No, I think because this, like, this film it's it's like i enjoyed it but there is some uh what's the word like gaps in terms of what was done to the film like cinematography wise like how the film's shot i think you yourself will enjoy enjoy this a lot there is a lot of like nice medium crane shots like and like moving shots that they do and especially with like mirror tricks that they do i love mirror mirror cinematography so i think you yeah i think you would love it a lot and there's a lot of it in this right now i think for me like i'm going to need to watch it again it's one of those that like i enjoyed it but like to be on like a top top list i might have to watch it again which i probably will would wait for it to be on streaming i won't pay the 25 bucks for it again but um yeah because there's a lot of plot holes on this and then a lot of the rules that are established at the beginning of the film just go away okay that's convenient yeah so in terms of how the whole like whether she's going like because i thought this was going to be going in and watching the trailer i thought this was going to be the sixth sense meets back to the future nice so i thought it was like okay she's dealing with ghosts but somehow she can she goes back in time and visits like what happened to to these ghosts right yeah yeah yeah. that sounds cool i want to watch that movie yeah, you would think that's what it was. And at the beginning, that's what it kind of seemed like. It seemed like they, it was like a quantum leap kind of thing where she inhabited one of the ghost's um, bodies back in the past. And then when she wakes up in the future, all of a sudden, like, she has a hickey on her neck. Okay, so you're like, okay, you're, you're time traveling. <clears throat> yeah, but that never happens again. Oh, okay. Interesting. As a- <laughs> So it's like, okay, you're not time traveling now. So in terms of story-wise, and that's the thing, like um, Edgar Wright co-wrote this film with Christy Wilson Carnes, and she wrote 1917. Okay. And she was a staff writer on that Showtime show, the uh, the first one, Penny Dreadful. I don't know if you watched it. It was really good. I've heard it's good. I, it's on my list of like films to watch, or not films, uh, shows to watch. Yeah. Uh, it was really Did good. Did you watch the I second really, season? I haven't watched the second season. Okay. Like, not the second season. Like, I've watched the Penny Dreadful, mm-hmm. like all three of those seasons. I haven't watched like the spinoff that they did, uh, City of Angels or oh, whatever okay. the yeah, fuck yeah, it yeah. was called. Um, but yeah, like all the Penny Dreadful was 
like I enjoyed and she she was a contributor on a lot of those episodes so it was a tight-knit group so like writing wise especially with the supernatural themes like I thought this was going to be out of the park but unfortunately yeah it wasn't that that was the problem right like it's still entertaining it's still good and again like a lot of the shots were were really well done I just think like they put a lot of and I don't know if it's just like audiences attention spans or something that people think they need to put in like a shit ton of try to try to put in a shit ton of twists in a film so that at the end you can have that kind of sixth sense feeling that you're like oh my god right but majority of the twists that they try to put in don't really work kind of yeah like you saw it coming from a mile away as opposed to when we you originally watched the sixth sense like you never saw it coming yeah yeah yeah. until you go back and you're like they were just they they were not projected but they were there right like you if you if you really like we were able to take that far away view of the sixth sense and mostly there's a it becomes like a confirmation or not confirmation hindsight biases you're like Oh, you never see these two together, and he can't get out, get into this room, and like da 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 da, right? So, yeah, exactly. It's like oh, when he's in the restaurant, like oh, he he doesn't even touch his wife; she just leaves, kind of thing, right? She's super sad, but yeah, I think, and, and that's why I think I need to watch this one again, kind of thing, to just see if um, there's anything else that uh, does it like to me like this film in the words of a wise man that i heard once this film clocks in at 156 minutes yeah. i think they might have been able to drop 26 minutes and uh sounds, just like, a, made a, sounds like a wise make, wise man that man should have a, that, make, that man should have a podcast make it a little tighter and then uh they could have dropped some of the other stuff like try the red herrings to try to throw away the twists and just like keep it tight as shit and in terms of, like I was saying, in terms of cinematography, uh, the cinematographer on this film was Chong Hu Chung, who did uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Okay. He did Stoker. I don't know if you've watched that, but it's really good with um, Matthew Good. And he did the, he was the cinematographer on the original Old Boy, not the Spike Lee remake, oh, but cool, the cool, actual cool. foreign one or Korean <coughs> one, right? Or Japanese one, whoever. I it thought it was from. Korean, but but yeah, whatever. But yeah, in that movies, or like maybe it's from Hong Kong. One. Actually, it might be from Hong Kong. Yeah, but that one is an amazing film. If no one's ever watched that, especially how it's shot, the tight scenes and like the hall room hall room fights. That's what kind of started the whole like raid kind of cinematography. Yeah, how was the acting? Because there's some pretty solid actors in uh, Last Night in Soho. Yeah, it, it was. They like um Timerson Thomas or sorry, Timerson McKenzie. She did a really good job. Um Anna Taylor Joy as well. Like she she's more like how do I say it? Like she doesn't have a lot of lines in the film per se. Hers is more of um like no, no, yeah. Hers is more like a Benicio del Toro kind of thing where everything's kind of visualized and through her actions and her facial expressions instead of her 
saying it through the words, right? Like, so she did, she, she did well. Matt Smith did good. I, I would say in terms of the, my one critique is they really, like Taryn Stamp is in it. And I think personally, they, uh, they wasted him a lot because he was kind of just built in there as he was a red herring for the whole for the whole movie right so once you once you get to his twist it's just like a really big letdown kind of thing but so any uh like do you recommend it What's your what's your final kind of like you know letter grade or you know percentage or what yeah, yeah if I ha- if I have to do it like a letter grade like right now I would say it's I would say it's a <laughs> B B minus oh okay right but maybe that'd change on a second second pass yeah well, like because I think it might be one of those films that every time you watch it it's gonna grow because you're gonna notice a lot more because once you get to the end and you know what the end is kind of thing. It is one of those ones you might want to rewatch to like picking through, mm. see what what's going on, kind of thing, right? Do you recommend people watch it? I do, just for like the like I said, the cinematography, the fucking soundtrack's amazing on it too. Right? I bet Especially it's all like cool sixties. Yeah. yeah, if you love sixties, it's played through the whole whole movie, right? So, and that alone was fucking enjoyment. Cool. But tell cool. Me, Tell me about Lady Gaga and her bathtub scene. So, uh, House of Gucci. And I mean, I have, I'm having a rough year with films, man. I am having a really, really rough year. Uh, I was super excited to see this. Uh, I mean, I've read, I read this story a decade ago. Um, just that, you know, the whole story around, you know, Gucci's kind of reinventing, like Gucci was kind of on the downturn and then they were brought back, you know, with Tom Ford, the, okay. So there is going to be some spoilers, but I mean, this is a true story. So, you know, you got to bear with me. Um, the murder of, um, Maurizio Gucci and stuff like that. Like I knew this story. I was like, Oh my God. So you're going to have this amazing cast of like Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Jeremy Irons, Selma Hayek, Al Pacino. Every one of them has an Oscar or an Oscar nod, including the, you know, the director Ridley Scott has four Oscar nods themselves. And this is the guy of like Blade Runner, Gladiator, Black Hawk. Like, you're like, okay, like you've got like 1970s, 80s, you know, fashion. You've got Gucci. You've got A-list stars. You've got A-list director. You've got a fucking murderer. Like, this should be perfect. Unfortunately, it is not. Um, so, okay. So Peter Howell from the Toronto Star had this to say. Regrets? We have more than a few regarding House of Gucci, beginning with the underachieving A-list cast. So, <clears throat> the acting for some. So I would say that Lady Gaga does a great acting job. We're going to talk about the accents in a bit. Lady Gaga's acting is great. Adam Driver's acting is solid. Jeremy Irons is great. He's only in it for a very short period of time at the beginning. Um, I mean, Selma Halleck does a, does a decent job. As she's also a bit of a minor character uh, with a really important role. She plays kind of like a, the, a fortune teller uh, that ends up leading to the murder, right? She's kind of advising um, Porizia, which is uh, Lady Gaga's character. Uh, Al Pacino, man, I love Al Pacino. Um, I find that I'm starting to see... 
that Al Pacino is not able to transcend Al Pacino. So he tends to, like in this, definitely in House of Gucci, he often just feels like it's Al Pacino, not a character, right? Like not Aldo Gucci. It's like that, like, hoo Like it, Al Pacino is still kind of always Al Pacino on the screen, which like, so if you think of like, say, Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men, like he's kind of Jack Nicholson, but that works for that character. And in this, because he's playing like a real person, you, you got to get it better, right? Like you got to get it right. Um, and uh, Jared Leto, what the fuck? Like he plays, and I'm, I'm going to steal a bit of a quote. I can't even remember where I read it. It might've been IndieWire or something like that. Like this idea that Jared Leto is basically playing like the Saturday Night Live version of like Paolo Gucci. Um like, he's so over the top, and he's covered, like, he they, he's a bigger man, right? And obviously, Jared Leto is not a big man. So he's under a bunch of, like, prosthesis or prosthetics and stuff like that. And he's just fucking m- f- fumbling and mumbling around all over the place. And I am going to read an, 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 uh, a quote from Tom Ford in a sec about some of this. Um, the base, My basic st- stance on what the, all these A-list actors is, if you're going to use all this star power... They all have to understand that they are not all the stars of the fucking movie is that they need to be in service of the story. So if you got a minor role, you got to act like a minor role. And, you know, Scott, often he dwells on these scenes. These scenes like just play out and play out. And it almost feels like each actor is like, oh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to have a big moment here. And then so it plays out and it plays and it, sl- it slogs the fucking film down. So the, the film's two hours and 40 minutes long. Like it does not need to be this long at all. So yeah, like, and I mean, it's interesting that, uh, have you seen uh, Ridley Scott's other film, uh, The Last Duel yet? Or No, no, I'm a millennial. So apparently I'm the reason why the movie didn't do well. So I have not. Yeah, so it. I'm interested because I, I am going to watch it, and I, I'm going to be interested to be like, I don't know, Ridley Scott, did you just fuck up as a director? Like, are you losing your but, chops? Like, what's going on here? I don't think he can, like, he's, what, 80 years old? Something like that, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And, like, his output, like, for 80 years old, like, is fucking amazing. Because mm-hmm. he, like, just this year alone, like, two movies, right? Last Duel, House of Gucci. Yeah, and with big Last stars year. and like big sets and lots of location yeah. shooting and stuff. Like most of most of House of Gucci was filmed on location, like in Switzerland and in Italy and stuff like that. So, yeah, and then what? Last year or the year prior was um, the uh, all the money in the world. Yep, which had and to go then, back into yeah. reshoots because of the uh, <clears throat> yeah they needed to, uh, to remove some alone, right? put some space between spacey, and then. Yeah, like his output for his age is, and not counting all the stuff he's producing through Scott Free Productions. Yep. Is amazing, right? Like, my only question with him, especially like in the last two years, is what's his obsession with uh, FX TV channel TV shows? Because they had the Trust show come out, which was the whole thing for Last Money in the World. And then just last year, they did the assassination of Gucci. No, that was Gianno Versace. Isn't that the same thing? They're literally two different people and two different fashion houses, but sure. 
They're both cool. Italian. Like, there you go, right? And the assassination <laughs> was done for different reasons, sort of. Actually, no, I guess they, the reasons are the same, jealousy and money and stuff. But one was a, a gay lover and the other one was an ex-wife. So, I mean, same, same, but 100% fucking different. But that's like awesome that you don't line. know the difference between uh, Versace and Gucci. So, that's... Uh, that's Again, I'm, if you look at what I'm wearing... I'm not really into high. I fashion. thought that was high fashion. I thought that was couture or something like. I thought this was a new <laughs> thing. It's derelict. It's the hobo look. <laughs> Inspired by garbage. Um, so, fashion direct, uh, fashion designer Tom Ford. Like, obviously, you know, he has struck out on his own now. Um, he he revives Gucci. Uh, this, like, that's a factual statement. Uh, he came in with like young, like a young, sexy kind of you know reinvention of Gucci. So he was there during a lot of this stuff in real life. Like, he knows these players and stuff like that. So here's a quote from Tom Ford. Leto's brilliance as an actor is literally buried under the latex prosthetics. Paolo, who I met on several occasions, was indeed eccentric and did some wacky things. But his overall demeanor was certainly not like the crazed and seemingly mentally challenged character of Leto's performance. While not directly commentating on his role in the film or Reeves Carney's portrayal of him, Ford noted that the moment of Maurizio's toasting him was inaccurate, as he had already been brought out of the company before Ford became Gucci's creative director. So there's a bit of that. I put that last part in there just because it talks about there's some, you know, moving around of like timelines and stuff, uh, which I mean, you do in a film. Um, my yeah, kind especially of, when it is like based on a true story right? sure and i mean the family has said the the few remaining members of the gucci family are like this is bullshit but i mean families tend to say that i mean a lot of the facts are they, they are facts like i said they, there's been written you know this is this is specifically based on house of gucci by sergey forden but there's been lots of books about this story right the assassination mm-hmm. and just the rise and fall of the house and stuff so my kind of quote to myself was like, this feel this film feels like a first cut and the A-list actors seem to be acting as the leads in the film. They are acting in the service. They are not acting in the service of the story, but in the service of themselves. And if, if when you watch it, you feel like, okay, it's a, like a, r- a rough cut or a first pass and he needed to go back in and like tighten stuff up. There is some really great music. Um, the costuming though is amazing because Gucci worked with the film. So they gave them access to their archives and like any of their design and style and stuff. Um, you know, some of the uh, the items were on loan from Gucci and stuff like that. So like there is some beautiful, beautiful clothing in this film. And Lady Gaga, it does a really great job when she's just doing the acting, uh, mm-hmm. even when they're doing a, like speaking in Italian and stuff. The fucking Italian accented English, all of them, all of them fail and i actually had a conversation with a friend of mine who speaks italian and she was just like she spent even spent some time living in italy and she's like what is fuck what is going on here like this is so have you ever seen um valkyrie the the attempted assassination of Adolf hitler it's got tom cruise yeah where all the germans are british people yeah i actually prefer that method right is that there's two ways that you do this right so you can go get your bingo cards ready Quentin Tarantino's route in Inglorious Bastards, where if you want German-accented English, you hire a German and then get them to speak English, <laughs> you know? Uh, you get okay. French people to speak French. And you know what I mean? Where you just go to those nationalities, you get those actors. The other way, oh, I mean, I guess there's a third way. You can do it poorly, the way Ridley Scott did in this. Um, and it gets done badly a lot. Anytime you have to, you're trying to fake accents, especially for long periods of time, like, it's bound to fail. 
Unless somehow you're British doing American accents, because they seem to do that fantastically. Um, but I actually like the way they do it in Valkyrie, because you know who the Germans are. They're the ones wearing the German uniforms. You know what I mean? They, they have titles, and they have their rank, and they're you know being addressed by their names. And you're like, those are the Germans. The fact that they speak with a British accent is irrelevant because you know they're the Germans. And because they're not having to focus on putting on bad German accents or even good German accents, they can just do the acting, right? And mm -hmm. so nothing will pull you out. Like one of the things that will pull you out of a scene really fast is a bad accent because it's just you, you hear it in your ears. And I mean, Lady Gaga has been like told that she sounds like she's doing like a Dracula accent or – Russian, like Russian or, or something just like, like that. everything but Italian, right? Where if she would have just, you know, used her American accent, the, like I said, her acting is fine. And like, she does a good job. I mean, there is a couple scenes where there's a bit of like, it's a bit overacted, but I mean, considering she doesn't, she doesn't have a ton of acting credits behind her. I mean, she already got Oscar nods for, and I think she won an Oscar for, um, Star for Born. the music in uh, a star is born. Like, that's not bad. Like, she, she, and I bet you she will be going to the Oscars again. I think Lady Gaga and Adam Driver will both get Oscar nods. If they give it to fucking Jared Leto, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because he, he looks fucking... Not even, not even best supporting for Leto? No. No! Wait, when you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It feels so farcical. And it, and it looks farcical alongside people who are not being farcical. So it's not like we're watching a farce. And so everybody's a bit over the top. There's everybody else is acting straight. And then Jared Leto is like falling around, like almost like a Chris Farley, like, ah, ah, I'm so crazy over here. But with his Italian accent. So, so the gist of this movie, what I got is go, go. Do you recommend each one of these actors to watch and listen to our podcast? hundred percent. So the, we will so that don't way, worry, we will tag you guys in it so you you don't miss the episode. So so that way you can see what a major actor would be once Chris talks and the minor character, me, who no who's just quiet, doesn't doesn't overspeak. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, this is why you guys gotta be more Scott. That's right. Be more Scott, less Chris. Um, <laughs> so I mean the critics gave it a 61. Audiences are not not hating it, man. Like they it's got an 83 for audience. I mean audiences don't know what the fuck they're talking. I don't know what I don't know what they think they're watching. I don't know. Maybe they're just excited to see all these A-list actors on screen. I, oh, the locations are really nice too. Like they do a really good job with the uh location shooting. Uh it's done uh 71 at the box office. It costs 75. Um, I'm sure like once it hits the streaming, it'll, it'll, it'll make its money back. Um, now do you think, I know you said driver and lady Gaga, do you think Scott gets nominated for this one? No. Or, no. Beca or because of all of his hoopla about the last duel, he gets nominated for last duel. Uh, well, I think I, I may even do last duel during this month so after i watch it ask me that question again but if he gets nominated for fucking best director for this film like this is badly directed like it's it's not well directed um the screenplay is by becky johnson who's got an oscar for she got an oscar nod for prince of tides uh for adapted screenplay so i mean she's a competent writer i don't so i don't know if this is a screenplay issue but it's definitely a like i don't know if it's a screenplay issue and a directorial issue but it's a fucking 100% like a directing and editing issue like and by editing I mean like 
which the length of scenes and stuff, which is that comes right from the director. Like they're, they're sitting alongside their editor and he let this thing go out the door. Uh, and he's Ridley, like Ridley Scott. He's got tons of control over this fucking film at this point in his career. So sorry, Ridley buddy, you got to fucking, uh, you got to wear this. You got to wear this around your neck, like a stinking fucking ostrich, but it looks good. It's a nice that, looking stinking ostrich. I was going to say, is that like a, a bit in the in the movie that they were ostriches like is that I, I don't understand is that like no 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 just like, like what a, is it, what is wearing an ostrich like no, where it's, that it's not a what is, i don't actually i don't think it's an ostrich it's, it's i got the, the bird wrong uh it's a, about wearing a ah, i can't remember but when you wear a it's, damn it you threw it threw, threw me off my line uh there's a line about in in general like a cliche about like when you wear this stinking bird it's around egg your neck. On, Oh, it's like egg, it's not egg on your face. It's like when you're lugging like a uh, baggage around, right? Oh, I'll have Avatar? to I'll have to look up. I, I it's not an ostrich. It's a different type of bird. I got the bird wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely suggest that. Like, it's it's kind of an interesting film. There's some definitely good scenes. There's some definitely good acting. Just don't bother watching it in the theater, and definitely don't pay like whatever the twenty five dollars or uh, whatever it is to see it say the last words here before i go out and i thought you would have came up with something instead of father son house of gucci you would have came up something interesting for our podcast like what i don't know chris scott how'd you like that movie and that is our wrap for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast tell your friends if you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. I like that. That's good. You should use you that should. in your copy. Actually, that could even be the title. Father Son House of Gucci. I don't know. I don't. You can do the title. I don't know how to think. I don't know how to jam them both in there. You know what I mean? Or you could have done it in a Russian accent. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. son, House of Gucci, Chris and Scott, how'd you like this movie? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>